Nakatulong ba sa inyo yung message na yan? Let's break the habit of negativity. Let's be positive like our Father God. You know, in this series of messages, yung topics na speak life, everybody say speak life. Itong series nito, pinag-usapan na how we can wrongly use our mouth and create problems. Like maybe yung chismis, Maria Clamo, yung pagiging negative, ganon. And we're learning, I hope nakakatulong, and you're learning how to upgrade, how to align your words with the words of God. And today I want to talk about quarreling. Quarreling. Sino sa inyo naranasan na may conflict, maybe with your parents, conflict sa anak o sa mga kapatid mo, maaring sa kaibigan o sa co-worker, na kung saan naglabas ka ng opinion mo or may sinabi ka, pero nag-disagree sila sa'yo. Hindi sila ina- tinanggap at kinontra ka or nakaroon ng confrontation. Baka, baka naranasan mo yan. Siguro, I think everyone has experienced quarreling. You know? Verbal verbal judo. Verbal karate. Na kung saan uh, may round one, ding, ding, ding. May round two, hanggang sa may knockout. And uh, I think that kind of conversation is na hindi yan nakakatulong sa atong buhay. What do you, what do you think? Tama ba? Yung, yung, yung may conflict na hidwaan na kung saan yan, mga pagtatalo, arguing na. Tanong ko, what are the common uh, issues that you argue about? This past week, tinanong namin ng ilan kung ano ang pinag-aawayan nila. Ito ang mga sagot nila. Naninigarilyo dahil bawal sa kanya. Kunting bagay na hindi namin pagkakaindindihan na. Kung gusto na, kung gusto na, ayaw ko naman. Parang ganun lang. Pag wala pang sahod, yung pagbayad ng koryeti at saka gate lang. Sinasabi ko sa kanya, lagyan niya ng tatlong namnam. Tapos sa agiksyo. Ay sabi niya, huwag na, ganito, ganito. Sabi niya, bakit ba ako tuturuhan niya? Ako ang nagluluto, sabi niya. Siyempre ako ang nagtitinday. Alam ko naman yung lasa niya, gano'n. Ay madalas sa uh, ano, kalinisan sa bahay kasi feeling ko ako lagi yung naglilinis tapos hindi sila naglilinis yung mga anak ko mga ayaw nila nakailom ako ay yung paglilinis kasi yun yung mostly na ayaw na ayaw ko rin yung marami syempre yung mga ano budget ganun yun ang lagi managawin pero dahil ngayon walang maladong pasada Kaya yun, palaging napag-aawain ka rin. Yung pagka-maldita niya, at saka yung pagka-kulit niya. Ano lang naman yung sa paghugas ng pinggan, at saka paglaba, yun lang kalagawain namin sa pera naman, eh, medyo okay pa naman. Oh, how about you? What do you usually sometimes argue about? Now, it's possible that conflict could be healthy. It could be. It could be na something na pagkalmado ang usapan and matured, yung conversation na kung saan ang mga conflicts na work out and then you make up, iba? and you learn each other's perspective and through love, through forgiveness, you end up closer to each other, yeah? stronger ang relationship. So possible yan. But most of the time, ang mga disagreements, mga conflict natin are 
unhealthy. Tama po ba? Destructive to the relationship. Nakakasira ng teamwork. Nakakadamay pa pati yung emotional, mental, and physical health. Pwede. Pag tense and angry, you could sometimes end up heated. Pataasan ng boses. Alam mo yun, kinakabaan na mga kasama mo sa kwarto. And it could actually end up na nasasaktan or nakakasakit. Or both. And arguing like this is called quarreling. Quarreling. Can you say that? Quarreling. Quarreling. Okay, spell quarreling. Away na lang. The definition of quarreling is pag heat, it's like a heated argument, typically about trivial issues between people who are normally in good terms. Normally, you can good terms. Kasi kasama sa bahay eh. Minamahal mo. Pero bakit sila lagi ang kaaway? Normally, you should be on good terms with your parents, your spouse. Your... Kadugo mo eh. Pero bakit ito nagiging heated ang mga arguments? Now remember, the Bible says, Philippians 2.14, do all things without complaining or arguing. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it tells us to tear down arguments and every lofty opinions that keeps people from knowing God and take every thought captive, take thoughts captive to obey Christ. The word argument sa Greek is logismo. From the word logos, it's a, it's a, it means a reasoning. And, and siyempre pag nakikipag-quarrel tayo, laging may reasons. Walang nakikipag-argue na wala lang. Laging meron kang point. Laging meron kang thoughts, your, your side, your your reasons, your rationale. And that's what it means. Now, there are different types of arguing. The one type is yung questioning. Okay? Pag nainis ka at gusto makipag-away, minsan pinapadaan sa tanong na hindi naman tanong mo na gusto mong makuha ng bagong information. Bakit hindi ka naghuga sa mga pinggan? Tanong. It's questioning. Do, do, do you really want to know? Gusto mo ba talaga na makuha ng information para mapalit? No. You're not trying to know. You're not asking because gusto mong malaman. You're asking because it's an argument starting. Bakit nilak mo yung pintuan? Bakit hindi ka naglabas ng may mga bakit-bakit? Ano bang nasa tingin mo? Ano masa, ano nasa isip mo nung ginawa mo yan? So that's questioning. And this was the favorite tactic ng mga religious people sa panahon ni Jesus na they want to argue with Him. They're always questioning Jesus. They're not in learning mode. They're not trying to understand more. They're trying to trap Jesus. Kaya sinabasa ng mga doktrina, ng mga about the Sabbath, bakit kayo hindi naghuhugas ng mga kamay? Bakit mga ganito? Bakit na kasama mo ang mga makasalanan na ta- mga prostitutes, mga 
mga tax collectors, bakit ganun? Bakit si Jesus ganito? Laging nako-question. Tapos mag mag-iisip sila ng mga question na para ma-corner si Jesus sa matrap. Halimbawa, itong babae, ang asawa niya namatay. So, nag-remarry siya, kapatid. So, yung kapatid, namatay din. Nag-asawa ulit, namatay ulit. Nag-remarry ulit. So, pitong beses, hanggang sa... Sino, pag sa resurrection, sa heaven, kaninong asawa? Yung mga ganon na ang hirap kaya sagot. Ay, yung parang... Parang napaka-unrealistic. Baka yung babae na yan, siya ang pumapatay ng mga asawa niya kasi pito. Pero ang mga ganun na, something like, not really learning, but they just want to question. In Mark chapter 8, verse 11, the Pharisees came and began to argue with Jesus, testing Him. Hinahamon siya by demanding from Him a sign from heaven. Sige, gumawa ka ng himala. Tingnan natin, kaya mo ba? Mga ganun. Actually, hindi na, wala sa puso nila na gusto talaga na makita ng move of God. They just wanted to challenge Jesus' authority and power. So, unang way of arguing, quarreling, is yung kinakwestion ka. There's a difference between asking a question and questioning. Alright, so be careful when there's questioning because that's the launch of an argument. The second way of arguing is being disagreeable. Ano? Instead of agreeable, instead of na ang mode or ang mindset is we can agree, we agree, we are on the same team. Hindi naman tayo magkaaway. Hindi, baliktadonis. Parang inaasahan mo, ina- you're expecting, this is, I cannot agree with you. So kahit anong sabihin mo, convince siya agad na hindi. Parang yung mga Pharisees, nung nagtanong si, they, they came to Jesus, they said, how long will you keep us guessing? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Sabi ni Jesus, I have already told you. Nasabi ko na. Pero ayaw niyo maniwala. Because you don't believe you're not my sheep. May ganon, no? And then in the third way, so there's questioning, there's being disagreeable. The third way is turning a minor issue into a major one. Can you still hear me? Ito yung turning a minor, making a big deal about something really small. Minsan, I'll tell you sa, sa, sa amin ni Bambi, there was a time na nakaroon dito sa courtyard na isang reunion ng Sadulawit at may dinner, may buffet, catered meal. So may buffet dyan, nakaset up dyan, ang dami mga kabataan, there's a live band. There's, so we were having that. Now, it's time na after yung games, okay? Time na, pwede na kumain. Si Bambi, I think hawak niya si Zion, baby pa noon. Sinabi niya sa akin, Honey, yan ang tawag sa akin, honey. I'm very sweet, no? Pag tawag ka, honey, sinong sweet? Yung honey or yung nagsabi honey? I don't know. Pero sabi niya, honey, kumuha ako ng pe- pagkain. Kuha, kuhaan ng pe- ang pagkain, hindi pera, pagkain. Gusto niya na ako ang mag-fill ng kanyang plate sa buffet. 
So, pero ang pagkarinig ko, kumuha ka ng pagkain mo. <laughs> Yan ang pagkarinig ko. Yan ang sabi ko, oh, sige, sige. So, kumuha ko ng plato doon sa buffet. Nag, ano, so, all the time, ang alam ni Bambi is, malinaw yung pagkagets ko. Pero actually, kumuha ako ng pagkain ko. Kalipas ng ilang minuto, happy-happy na ako, nakikipag-fellowship ako sa mga tao, kumakain ako ng fried chicken, lumpia, Shanghai, lahat, kumakain ako. And then, gutom na gutom kasi si Bambi noon. Ay, galit na galit siya. Nung nakita niya ako, na ako, sarap ng buhay ko, kumakain ako, siya wala pang pagkain. So I admit, that time I was not very focused sa needs niya. Kasi ang daming tao, maraming ginagawa. So, ay nako, naging issue sa amin. Siya, lumabas na ang kanyang mga claws, lumabas na ang kanyang, you know, transform siya. So, na, naging beast mode. Ay nako, and eventually, nalaman namin, na-work out din namin. Sabi ko, Bambi, hindi ko gaganyanin kita. I don't do that on purpose. Hindi naman sadya na hindi ko gets ng sinabi mo. Ang pagka-gets ko, ako ang kukuha ng pagkain ko. Sabi niya, hindi yan ang sinabi ko. Pero, okay, hindi yan ang sinabi mo, pero hindi ko alam. Kasi ang pagkarinig ko, ganito. So, it's something na napaka-innocent, right? Napaka, it doesn't mean to say, hindi ko siya mahal. It doesn't mean to say, wala akong nagmamalas, hindi ako nagmamalasakit sa kanya. You know, it means that it's just a simple misunderstanding. And it's really a small thing. Because there's plenty of food. Pwede naman siyang tumayo, pwede naman siyang kumuha ng pagkain, or pwede siyang, ay, hindi mo narinig? Uh, another questioning yan. <laughs> May tanga ka ba? Pero no, pwede naman siya, pwede naman mag-workout kasi it's really a small thing. But it became big. Na hindi naman kailangan. Sino sa inyo nakaka-relate? Yung mga ganoan. And, <laughs> relate, honey. Well, it's possible, it's possible that you could be right in an unloving way. Pwede. Or it's possible na ikaw ang panalo sa argument, pero talo ka sa relationship. Ako, mas gusto ko, ako na ang mali, pero tama yung relationship. Kaysa tama ako sa argument, parang nanalo ako, na, na proof na, na yung side ko ay tama, pero damay at devastated na yung relationship. It's, the relationship is more important than the content. Remember that always. Relationship is more important than winning an argument. Watch this little cartoon about the donkey and the tiger. Tignan mo mga damo. Kulay blue. Hindi. Green yan. Blue. Green, sabi eh. Blue! Naging mainit na ang diskusyon ng dalawang hayop. Kaya, naisip nilang sumangguni sa haring leyon. 
Bago pa man makalapit sa haring na yun, ay sumigaw na agad ng donkey. Tanong niya, Kamahalan, totoo po ba ang mga damo ay kulay blue? Totoo, ang mga damo ay kulay blue. Ito kasi si Tiger, kinokontra niya ang sinabi ko. Lagi niya akong kinokontra at sobrang nakakainis na. Pakiusap, parusahan niyo po siya. Mapaparusahan ang tigre ng limang taong pananahimik. Sobrang natuwa ang donkey sa kanyang narinig. At habang siya'y papaalis, paulit-ulit niyang sinasambit na ang damo ay blue. Yay! Inaccept ng tiger ang kanyang punishment. Ngunit, tinanong niya muna ang leyon kung bakit siya pinarusahan nito. Alam niyo naman na tama ako, na ang kulay ng mga damo ay green. Pero, bakit niyo ako pinatawan ng parusa? Ang parusa mo ay walang kinalaman sa tanong kung ang damo ay blue or green. Ang parusa ay sapagkat hindi posible para sa isang matapang at matalinong nilalang na tulad mo ang mag-aksaya ng oras sa pakikipagtalo sa isang donkey. At lumapit pa kayo sa akin para balahin ako sa katanungang yun. Bakit na ang parusa? Kasi parang binabaan yung sarili niya na nakipag away sa isang mas lower na hayop. Parang you, in the States, they say, you stoop down to his level. You, that, you got no business fighting. You're a child of God. You are a majestic new creation in Christ. You should not be busy wait, or wasting time with senseless quarrels na nakakasira ang relationship at walang puntahan. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 4 says, There is no good way to answer fools when they say something stupid. Mga fool na nagsasalita ng stupid, there's no good way. If you answer them, then you too will look like a fool. So, there are some signs what quarreling, where it comes from. Ang isang mark or isang sinyas ng quarreling is that it's coming from immaturity. So write that down, immature, immaturity. Napaka-normal, expected, ang isang bata, baby ay selfish. Anong nasa isip ng baby? Gatas, diaper ko, <laughs> tulog ko. Higaan ko. Napaka-normal sa isang bata na immature pa. But habang nagmamatured ang isang tao, dapat nag-grow din yung kanyang progress na yung kanyang level na kaya niyang alaga ng sarili niya. Kaya niyang, uh, uh, hindi lang sarili niya, kaya niya pang mag-alaga ng kanyang ading. Di ba? Kasi nagmamatured. But there are many adults that never grew out of selfish, childish behavior. Na hanggang ngayon, professional dapat, pero hanggang ngayon, nagkikipag-quarrel, fighting because they're only focused sa me, myself, and I. Pag ang sa'yo, umiikot ang mundo mo sa iyo, your tiyan, <laughs> tulog mo, comfort mo, mga karapatan ko, then ang bunga is magiging isang argument addict. You become 
a quarreler. Na ano bang gusto mo? Maging tama? Maging selfish? Or do you want relationships? Do you want to be aligned with God? Maraming gustong makaroon ng magandang relationship, pero hindi sila nagmamatured in love. So it's very important na matured in love. When Jesus' disciples, okay, in Mark chapter 9, verse 33, they, they pumasok sila, galing sila sa paglalakbay nila, and nagtanong si Jesus, kasi habang sila ay naglalakbay, nag, nag-argue silang dose sila, dose. They were fighting and arguing, and Jesus said, oh, ano yung pinagawayan nyo? Anong pinag-usapan nyo? Bakit naging mainit kayo sa isa-isa? And tumahimik lang sila. Hindi sila masagot. Kasi hiyang-hiya na sila. Alam nila na they're arguing about who is the greatest. Kung sino ang pinaka number one, top apostle of the month. They're arguing about being the greatest. And they know hindi yan ang way ni Jesus. They know that. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, when Paul said sa mga Corinthian Christians, sabi niyo, kayo, mga baby pa kayo. You're controlled by your own desires, hindi sa mga desires ni God. When you are jealous and divide into uh, quarreling groups, so nakakampi-kampi sila, sabi niyo, doesn't that prove that you are still babies? You want your own way? In fact, you're acting like people who don't belong to the Lord at all. Parang buhay nyo, hindi parang kristyano, parang hindi kristyano. And it says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 4, isipin nyo ang makakabuti sa ibang tao, hindi lang yung ikakabuti mo. Be concerned about other people, hindi sarili mo. Proverbs 20, verse 3 says, Avoiding a fight is a mark of honor. Honor. It's a mark of, of maturity. It's a mark that you are, you're, you're, you're valuing yourself. Hindi kagaya na ginawa ni Tiger. Parang dinimote. Dinimote niya ang kanyang sarili. He put himself down on the level of a donkey. It's not honorable. But it says, avoiding a fight is a sign. It's a mark that you are honorable. You honor God. You honor others. You honor yourself. Hello. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 23, Lumayo ka sa mga walang kwentang, sa mga walang, walang kwenta, walang sense na mga debate. Alam mo naman, diyan, nagsisimula ang mga away. Hindi dapat makikipag-away ang mga magsaserve sa Panginoon. So one mark of quarreling is that it's just immaturity. At hindi bagay sa mga nagsaserve sa Panginoon. Pangalawa, quarreling is a mark of, listen, it's a mark of conflicting desires within you. Conflicting desires. May dalawang, da, parang, Dalawa ang puso mo. Sana hindi dalawa. Sana hindi dalawa ang puso mo. Ibig sabihin, may puso ka na gustong ganito, pero meron ka rin kakontra. Meron kang kontra, contrasting desire. 
You see, the words that we speak, yung pagsasalita natin, whether positive or negative, ito ay nagre-reflect or nagpapakita kung anong laman ng puso. James chapter 4, verse 10, 1 to 10, it, it explains in verse 1, where did the quarreling come from? San ba talaga galing ang quarreling? Bakit mayroong away with our loved ones? And he says in verse 1, chapter 4, what causes quarrels and arguments with each other? Itong sagot. They come from conflicting, selfish desires that are always fighting inside you. So pag makikita mo or mamasdan mo ang quarreling outside of you, na may kakwarrel ka, it's only revealing, nagpapakita na that there is a war going on inside you. Are you following me? So tantan mo, when you fight with someone, the problem is not that person. Nag-aaway kayo. Nag-aaway kayo ni Mrs. Nag-aaway kayo ng co-worker mo. The problem is not really that person. You think it is, but the truth is there's conflicting desires inside of your own heart. It goes on to say that you want things that you don't have. Diba? May gusto mo. But it says you don't get it. So you quarrel and you fight in order to get it. And if you ask God, you still don't receive it. Why? Because you're asking with the wrong motivations. You only want it for what gives pleasure sa sarili mo. You cheat on God. Actually, we have a relationship with God. When you have an affair with what the world values. Kasi merong pagtakbo ng mundo. Merong yung sinasabi niya, the world says, this is good, this is valuable. At kung na, nahuhulog ang loob mo sa mga bagay na sistema ng mundo, sabi niya, parang cheating with God. He says, the, to love the world means it's like hating God and to be God's enemy. God wants our exclusive Love. And that's why, it says here, that's why He's given us so much grace. Anong layunin ng grace ni God? Diba grace is the favor, the backup, the support, advantages, kagandahang loob ng Dios na walang bayad? Bakit grabbing, and it's, you know, it's undeserved. Bakit grabbing buhos? Every morning, may bagong mercies of the Lord. His grace. Why does God give so much grace to us? So that hindi mo, kaya, hindi mo kailangan ma-in love sa sistema ng mundo. Hindi mo kailangan ma-in love sa pera because God's grace is always there every day. Hindi mo kailangan hanapin ng buhay, maghanap buhay because you already found the life, the way, and the truth. God's grace is more than sufficient. He gets us apart because everything you need is in His grace. Yeah. Hindi ka mawawalaan. Minsan nag-aaway kasi, baka mawawalaan ako. Kung kumita ka, ibig sabihin, nabawasan ako. Kung umangat ka, ibig sabihin, na-down ako. But that's the thinking of the world kasi limited thinking. But with God, there's no limits. His grace is overflowing. 
You don't need to fight with people because God is supplying what you need. You don't need to prove you're right para maging somebody ka. God's already given you the, the status of a somebody, a child of God. You don't need to boost your own, you know, parang pride and self-esteem. Yung, hindi mo kailangan i-boost yung face mo sa public. Because God already shared His glory on you with so much grace that you don't need to be desperate and fight and argue with other people. You will always have grace. That's why He gives you so much grace. Mga single, gusto mag-asawa, pero may conflicting desire. Okay? Gusto mag-asawa, pero yung conflicting desire, hindi siya kristyano. Pero cute siya. So, meron ka ng, may, may conflicting desire. Okay, may, may, uh, gusto mo talaga na kumita, gusto mong yumaman, pero may conflicting desire. Na, ang tanging paraan ay mag-abroad. Iwanan ko ang pamilya ko, iwanan ko ang connection sa church, kay Christ. So, there's a two desires na nakakabanggaan. There's a conflicting desire. You want to serve God, but you also want to please people. You want to, you know, um, put God first, pero meron kang ibang selfish agenda or priorities na higit sa Diyos. Parang ginagawang idol. And it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 17, the flesh, or yung pita ng laman, yung, yung human nature, na hindi pa na conquered ng Panginoon Diyos, that flesh desires what is contrary to what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit desires what is contrary to the flesh. Sabi niya, well, no matter how you think about it, the Spirit of God and the natural, physical, human world system's desires, they are at conflict with each other. And if you find yourself quarreling, see who are the parties fighting inside of you. Hindi mo kailangan i-identify sinong kaaway ko, sino yung nagkukontra sa akin. No, there's someone inside you. There's something, a desire that's quarreling within you. And you need to make peace inside so that you can have peace outside. Am I making any sense? And the third mark that I could share with you about quarreling is is a mark of KSP. KSP. Kulang sa purpose. <laughs> Kulang sa layunin ng buhay mo. Parang wala ka nang something to live for. Parang hindi ganon ka halaga or hindi ganon ka significant ang iyong layunin sa buhay. Kung bakit ka gumising sa umaga, kung bakit ka nag-exist sa mundo nito. As if wala ka ng eternally significant purpose. Or maybe bilang kristyano, maaring nalaman mo na God called you. And God has a purpose for your life. God has a plan for your life. Kaya tinubos ka. Kaya nilinis ka. Kaya He put you away from the mud na nilagay ka sa bato and you're on a solid... You know, you, Maybe what happens is, if you're usually fighting and arguing, quarreling, maaring nawala ka ng focus sa pinaka layunin ng buhay mo. And you got off track. We call it mission drift. May mission ka. May katawagan ng Diyos sa'yo. Pero na-drift ka. Na-away from that mission. 
and nakaroon ng mindset na parang makamundo or what, and you're just living life na parang hindi linaw ang mission or ang purpose mo nagbinigay ng Diyos sa'yo. God called you not to be ordinary. I tell you, katawagan ng Diyos sa'yo at meron talagang katawagan ng Diyos sa'yo. But it's not for you to be katulad ng masa. It's not for you to just blend in with the crowd. Sumangayon sa lahat ng mga sinasabi or sa lahat ng mga kultura sa social media or sa work environment or sa dating family uh, lifestyle. No. Ang katawagan ng Diyos sa'yo is to be different. Kakaiba ka. At meron kang higher calling. Parang hindi ka down sa level ng donkey. Alright? The, ang katawagan ng tiger is not to be like donkey or frog or manok. Ang katawagan ng tiger is to be very much like the majestic lion, the king of the jungle. You understand? So ikaw, Kristiano, hindi ka dapat doon. Iba ka. Hindi ka ordinary civilian. Tingnan mo sa 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Sabi ni Paul dito kay Timothy, walang sundalo na nasa serbisyo na ang nakikisali sa mga bagay na walang kinalaman sa trabaho niya. Kasi, ang goal niya ay i-please ang commanding officer niya. So, ibig sabihin, ang soldier or an army, marine, navy, kung sino, hindi siya part-time, part-time. He's a full-time, kahit off-duty siya, he's still a soldier. He can be called anytime, deployed anywhere. So ang kanyang mindset, iba talaga ang mindset ng soldier kaysa sa civilian. Ang civilian pwedeng magbakasyon, pwedeng umabsent, pwedeng hindi pumunta, pwedeng hindi nag-speak out, pwedeng whatever. Mag-video games. What? Ang soldier, hindi. Hindi ibig sabihin na walang freedom ang soldier. Ang ibig sabihin, iba ang kanyang purpose. Well, hindi siya kulang sa purpose. Ang soldiers may purpose, may marching orders. He knows what position he's in. And he works for that. You understand that? So if you're a soldier of the Lord, wala ka ng time to be like a donkey. Ang, ang goal mo sa buhay is not to protect your reputation. Or defend yung rights mo. Our goal, 2 Corinthians 5.9, is to please him, God. And minsan, nagiging sobrang distracted, too busy, and nawawala ng focus. But kung soldier ka, kung alam mo yung purpose mo, nakafocus ka sa purpose, at merong tukso, merong mga umaaway sa'yo, sasabihin mo, ay, wala akong time. Well, I don't have time for that. I can't waste my time on that small matter because I'm on a heavenly mission. Sorry, sorry, I can't join you with that. Hindi ako pwede madami doon. Kasi may gagawin ako, may purpose ako, focus ako sa kalooban ng Diyos. I don't, I don't, have, I don't have time. Purpose ng Diyos is relationship, teamwork, commitment, excellence, grace. I, I'm on mission. I gotta win souls and make disciples for Jesus. Wala akong time na makisaw-saw doon. Madalas, madalas, na-offend ng mga tao at nakikipag-quarrel dahil nakisaw-saw 
sa offense ng iba. Initially, hindi ikaw ang tinutukoy doon. Pero dahil, ewan, dahil wala kang magawa, magawa sa buhay mo, nakisaw-saw ka sa away na hindi iyo. Inaako mo ng something na wala ka sanang kinalaman mo, but you joined in something. It's like taking second-hand smoke. If some one of your friends got hurt, got their feelings hurt, and then damay ka, or you start to say, oh, and then naki-join naki ka, kasi gusto nang magka-campaign sila. You are leaving your purpose to join someone else's battle. Hindi mo battle yan. Hindi mo, that's not your quarrel. Stay out of it. Rather focus on your role as a peacemaker. The Prince of Peace gave you a mission. Do your mission. Jesus gave you a high calling. Do your purpose. And don't get stuck up in minor mga quarrels na walang kwenta. Otherwise, you might become one of the argument addicts. Alam yung argument addict na yung taong na naghahanap ng debate. Kailangan talaga na makipag-argue kasi wala siyang ibang ginagawa sa buhay niya. As if na I need to win. May nasusunong. If I don't win, na parang they want to win to feel good about themselves. Desperate to prove na tama ako, mali sila. Parang gusto nila na ma-medicate ang kanilang low self-esteem. And like no matter how much or no matter how clear you speak, may mga tao na talagang makikipag-debate sa'yo. Alam mo, nagiging bulag with two things. Offense and pride. There's two things that makes a person blind na hindi nakikita ng tama. Okay, so the effects of quarreling is mga hurtful words. Sabi mo, aray. Yung hurtful words ay pwedeng maging non-verbal as well as verbal. Pwede naman hurtful ang communication even sa pamamagitan ng hindi verbal. Halimbawa, yung body language. Oh, di ba? Yung pag-slam ng door or yung pag-drop ng mga gamit. ka. That's quarreling. It's a non-verbal uh, quarrel. Or maybe the tone of voice. Tama yung sinabi mo, pero yung tone of voice is fighting style. Okay, fine. Alam ko. Whatever. Yeah, may mga ganon na tone of voice. Or pwede mga gestures. Alam mo, kuha sa tingin. Pwedeng, pwedeng tiger eye. Yung mga ganon. Yung, yung parang ngiting aso. There's many ways. Yung mga galaw. Pwede pang digital quarreling. Sino sa inyo naranasan ng fighting or quarreling sa pamamagitan ng Facebook comments? Na-offend ka sa comment ang sinabi. Tapos ikaw pang mag, magre-reply ka agad kasi na, naging mainit ng emotions. Nag-reply ka na hindi. So tuloy-tuloy na yung away. Emoji con pa lang. Pwedeng mag-away. Yung emoji con, parang ano, may, may, may tear or may whatever. I don't know. That. Pero ang non-verbal quarreling, pwedeng maging weapon din. Pwedeng maging hurtful, the same as pataasan ng boses. And the next thing is, quarreling can be devastating. 
devastating. Ibig sabihin, nakakasira. Especially yung mga words na spoken during a time na ang emotions out of control. Spoken like sabi sa Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18, reckless words. How many of you have ever spoken reckless words? Yung parang, alam mo, reckless driving, hindi safe. Pwedeng gamitin ang dila mo na sa, sa way na hindi safe. Hindi safe silas around you. They are not safe to hear you talk because your words matalas and can hurt. It's like, you know, pag sinabi ng mga insults, pwedeng insults, tanga, bobo, you know, mga ganun. Wala kang kwentang anak, wala kang kwentang asawa. Mahirap, ganyan ka. Lagi kang ganito, ganyan. Wala ka bang isip. Mga ganun, those kind of words, it's actually, listen, it's actually abuse. Those are actually verbal abuse. And just like any abuse, sexual, physical, classing abuse, it usually comes from people close to you. Hindi stranger, yung kakilala mo, yung kasama sa bahay, yung relatives, maybe a spouse. Galing sa abuse came from a parent, father, tito, sibling. Because they can use what they know about you against you. Kasi kilala ka. Alam nila ang weakness mo. Alam nila kung saan vulnerable ka. They know information about you at pwedeng gamitin yan verbally to manipulate you and to punish you, make you hurt, to attack you and discourage you. Very, very hurtful ang, and very, very devastating ang mga words. Watch this scene from the clip, this clip from the scene in Fireproof, the movie. So you left me no pizza. Caleb, I just lit that candle. I like the way it smells. Well, I don't. Did you leave me any dinner at all? I assumed you were eating with Michael. Does it not occur to you that there are two people living in this house and both of them need to eat? You know what, Caleb? If you would communicate with me, maybe I could have something for you. Why do you have to make everything so difficult? Oh, I'm making everything difficult? Seems to me like I'm the one carrying the weight around here while you're off doing your own thing. Excuse me? I'm the one out there working to pay this mortgage, and I pay for both of the cars. Yeah, and that's all you do. I pay all of our bills with my salary. Which you agreed to do. That's fair. Do you not like this house? Do you not like your car? Oh, Caleb, who takes care of this house? Yeah. Me. Who washes all the clothes? Me. Who gets all the groceries? Me. Not to mention I'm helping my parents every weekend. You know, I've got all this pressure on me, and the only thing you ever do for anybody is for yourself. Because you care more about saving for your stupid boat and pleasing yourself than you ever did about me. Shut up! I'm sick of you! You disrespectful, ungrateful, selfish woman! I'm How dare you say that to me! You constantly nag me and you drain the life out of me! I'm tired of it! If you can't give me the respect I deserve, look at me! Then what's the point of this marriage? Masakit. Hurtful words can be a weapon of mass destruction. Destroy a marriage that started out 
so loving, destroy family, parents against children, siblings, best friends, churchmates. Hurtful words hurt. Devastating. Kaya sabi sa Ephesians chapter 4, verse 31, Stop being mean, bad-tempered, and angry. Quarreling, harsh words, and dislike of others should have no place in your lives. Instead, be kind, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God has forgiven you because you belong to Christ. Proverbs 11.29 says, The fool provokes his family to anger and resentment. He's going to end up having nothing left. Pwedeng sa huli ang lahat, wala ka ng family. Kasi na-destroyed. Sa huli ng lahat, you got nothing worthwhile. You got your house, you got a car, but nothing worthwhile because words can destroy Words are bad seeds. Ibig sabihin, you know, everything we say is a seed. Good or bad. Nagtatanim. Especially sa mga bata na wala silang abilidad na i-filter. Pag sinabi sa bata na, Oy, mahiyain siya. O, oh, mahiyain siya. Hindi mo akalain, hindi mo sinasadya. But nagtanim ka ng seed doon. Lalaking siyang... Tomboy, yan, lalaki yang, ay, mataba siya, katulad ng ganito, ganito. And those words about the appearance or about what, these can become prophetic. Anong ibig sabihin prophetic? Maaring matupad kung hindi kinontra. Maaring matupad yung seed, yung seed na yan. If you don't remove it, pwedeng, pwedeng, ano, tumubo. Nung bata pa si Zion, ang anak namin, Meron ganon, even dito sa church, kung saan kami pumunta. Lalapit kay Zion, oh, that's your baby, that's your baby. Oh, mahiyain siya. Kinansel ka agad. Sabi ko, hindi. Hindi siya mahiyain. Confident siya. Bakit ako tatanggapin na yung seed na yan? I don't want to grow a, a child that's low self-esteem, inferiority complex. I will not let that seed stay. I cancel it. Pag sinabi nila, oy, looks like para siyang babae. Sabi niya, ganun. Maraming ganun. Oy, para siyang babae. Sabi ko, no. He's a 110% boy. Kasi, madalas, ganun eh. Yung mga words, ma- I know, it's not galing sa evil heart. Mag- uh, you know, okay, wala ka ng intention na bad. Pero those words can be bad seeds. If you don't have someone protecting your children from the bad seeds, there can be something grow in the future ng bata that you did not want. Something will always grow. It just might not be what you wanted. Because a kid can become the behavior that was spoken. That's why Ephesians 4.31 says, Get rid of bitterness, angry rage. Don't use harsh words and insults or other kind of rude or harmful talk. Damaging bad seed and for a long time. Ang, harm, ang hurtful words ay pwedeng madamage na long term. It results in low self-confidence, inability to make decisions, 
fear of making mistakes, fear of failure, maybe even fear of success. People cope up pretending, napapakunyari na, I'm happy, I'm happy, pero deep inside, masakit sa mga past words. Maaring nag, para escape, escape yung pain, they turn to alcohol, drugs, and nagiging very, very depressed, very hopeless. Words can stick. Even adult ka na, pwedeng nananatili ang mga words that you heard nung bata ka pa. So tandaan mo, this must go out for us as Christians, followers of Jesus. Hindi dapat magtanim ng bad words, hurtful words, arguments and quarrels na may kasamang emotions na heated. So the application, ito, you ready? I want, I want you to have a quarrel-free life. I want you to have a quarrel. T- start it with this week. Try to go for the whole week quarrel-free. Not just COVID-free, but quarrel-free. Buti kayo sa COVID. Nagmamask, face shield, social distancing. You do everything para hindi ka mahawa ng COVID. Why not do everything also para hindi ka mahawa ng quarreling Para hindi ka maging addict ng quarreling. Okay, so listen. Number one is this. Stay calm. Okay, kalmado. Stay calm and recognize ang tunay na source ng hurtful words, ng quarreling. The real source is not God, it's not you, it's not the other person. Ang tunay na culprit or ang tunay na, na source is Satan. The devil wants you to quarrel. Diba? Ang purpose niya is to kill and steal and destroy. But Ephesians 4 verse 27 says, Anger can give the devil a foothold. Diba? I talked about that the other week. It gives the devil a foothold. Parang nakakaroon siya ng territory kapag mayroong quarreling. Pag galit na ang usapan and hindi calm and self-controlled, you're giving the devil a little territory. And he can move in that quarrel. You don't want to give him that advantage. Second Corinthians 2 verse 11 says, We are very aware of Satan's schemes so that he doesn't outwit us. James 4, 7, you're supposed to resist, 4, 7, resist the devil so he will flee. So that's number one. Recognize, saan ba talagang galing? We have an enemy and it's not your co-worker. It's not your wife. It's not your husband. Your enemy is the devil trying to trick you into being in a quarrel. Pangalawang application, try to understand. Makinig ng mabuti sa kanila. Understand before trying to be understood. It's a line from Stephen Covey's famous book, Seven Habits of Effective People. But it's so true. James 1.19 says, Be quick to listen. Be slow to speak. And be slow to become angry. Now watch this drama. I, I had this thing that, Bambi, can you join me here for a second? So when, when we heard uh, Jake and Connie McLeod, our, our friends, they, they taught us this little thing. And it's like, kung, si, kung mayroong kaming uh, mainit na diskusyon, <laughs> it starts to lead to a quarrel. May mga ganon, lumalabas na mga emotions and everything. Ang, ang tip is, kung sino may hawak ng ball pen, he has the floor. 
siya ang pwedeng magsalita habang yung isa dapat makinig. Hindi lang tumahimik, makinig. And try to understand yung point na may hawak ng ballpen. So I'm gonna talk and I say, Bambi, ganito kasi ang psycho, ganito ang ibig sabihin. I didn't mean that, I meant this. And so I explain. Alright? Now, pagtapos na ako, and dapat bigyan din ng equal time, no? Siya ang kukuha ng ballpen. Now I have to listen to hear what she wants to say. So she will explain also kung ano yung feelings niya. Sasabihin niya yung feelings. Okay? So that's why women, you have to talk. Silent treatment is also a, a weapon. It's a weapon. You are trying to hurt. You are intentionally using silence as a weapon. And that's cruel. If a man could physically abuse you, and you would not like that, right? Don't also emotionally abuse him. So, pag may hawak siya ng ballpen, she has the floor. She can talk, and I have to be quiet. In that way, we're not talking na banggaan. We're not talking at the same time. Because what happens when you talk at the same time? Ang gulo. You're not listening. Pataas pang boses. And then, yung galit mo, yung frustration mo, is no longer about the content. Inis ka lang because the dynamics are no good. The communication is not effective. Tama? So, that's something. Choose humility. This is another application. Choose humility over pride. Pride, Proverbs 13.10, only leads to quarrels. So, make every quarrel, or kung may quarrels, gawin mong pakakatoon mo yan to demonstrate humility. To practice your humility. And even for guys, men, I'm telling you, you also have to learn to practice humility. Somehow humility, you know, sometimes it, it's a little easier for women. But for men, kailangan talaga na itanim sa puso mo na I want to be humble. You have to desire it. You will not be humble by accident. Nobody is humble accidentally. It's something you do. And you choose to humble. Even to your parents, even to your spouse, even to your children. You humble down. And you submit, not to that person, but you're humbling down in the sight of the Lord. And the Bible says when you do that, he will lift you up. And then the next application is postpone the conversation. Minsan kailangan mag-i-postpone. Pause na lang, pause. Kasi ito nagiging mainit na. So kailangan na i-pause or postpone until naging under control ang emotions. Okay, Proverbs 15.1, a gentle or a soft answer turns away wrath. But harsh words stir up anger. Harsh words stir up a quarrel. Harsh words make a quarrel turn into a big deal. A major relationship breakdown just because of harsh words. And you don't want that. Okay, sometimes, kailangan mo sabihin na, oops, whoops, I'm emotional. I'm not in fit condition to talk about this right now. Hindi yung parang masyadong masyado kang galit, no? no take it. Aariin mo na yung feelings mo. Sabi mo, I think this is not a good time for me. Can we postpone for a while? We will come back. We will not avoid this. We will talk about it. 
but it needs to be in the right environment. Okay? Not in front of the children, not in public, not with heated, out-of-controlled emotions. All of those are recipes for disaster, for hurt. It says in Proverbs seventeen fourteen, starting a quarrel is like opening a floodgate, a floodgate of emotions, a floodgate of hurtful opportunities. So stop it before the dispute even breaks out. Pause. Okay, let's continue this conversation later. Let's pray. And that's the other thing is if you, you know, because if you cannot talk in a matured way, kailangan maging, you know, uh, emotional, childish, nagwawala, beast mode, yung mga ganon, those are not the time. If you cannot talk in a matured way, then you are a dangerous grenade bomb about to explode. And there is no way that you're going to see things clearly. You cannot see the situation ng malinaw because of the So you have to wait for a while. Now, if there starts to be a quarrel, here's the application. You can pray silently. Actually, habang nag-uusap kayo, pwede naman in your mind, you're calling out. You're crying out to God. See? The Bible says in James 8, 4, 8, lumapit ka sa Diyos at lalapit ang Diyos sa inyo. He will come in. He will come in. You have to invite Him to come in to your conversations, into the house. So you pray silently, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I want to I be humble, but I, I'm not feeling it. Lord, help me. Pray. And then, so here's your prayer. Last, last application. Dito tayo magtatapos. Ask God, even silently, ask God to govern your thoughts, your feelings, and your words. Ask God to take control. Take Jesus, take the wheel. Diba? Take over my mind, my emotions, and my speech. Colossians 3.15 says, Let the peace that Christ gives control how you think. Because as members of Christ's body, you're called to live in peace. Colossians 4, 6. Let your conversation be gracious. Be full of grace. Full of what the other person does not deserve. Full of grace. And attractive. You, you want to talk about it. It's, you're, I'm safe with you. You're safe with me. Let's talk. So that you'll always have, ito yung bunga, you'll always have the right response. For everyone. Hindi ka magkaroon ng bad response that only steers up more. You can have the right response. Okay, ang prayer, dapat prayer nating lahat. Psalms 141.3. God, give me the grace to guard my lips. Many of you guard your, guard your respiratory system. But we need to guard our lips from speaking what is wrong. Are you still with me? Decide to live a quarrel-free life. And you might think, I can say you don't understand. Yung kasama ko sa bahay, yung si Lakai or si ganito, ganyan. You know, si Tanda or kung si... 
He just don't understand. Laging niya akong inaaway. No, as if wala kang kasalanan. Listen to me. It takes two to tango. Right? I mean, it takes two to quarrel. You don't have a quarrel with just one. So kung merong nagsimula ng quarreling, you can back out. You don't have to join. You can say, you know, I'm going to choose to be humble. I'm going to humble down. Mas prioritize ko yung peace at yung samahan natin, yung marriage natin, or yung, yung, yung work environment natin. I'm going to prioritize that. I'll be the one to humble down. I'll be the one na hindi immature, but I'm going to be mature. And I want to grow mature. I want to be healthy. I don't want the conflict inside of me to manifest in our relationship. And I want to make sure that I am speaking only what God tells me to speak. So we're going to recognize hurtful words are from Satan and decide that ayoko maging spokesman ni Satan. So that when there's a quarrel, you just silently pray and ask God to take over my thoughts, feelings, and words. In fact, giving Jesus, yung inviting Jesus na mag-take over, yun talaga ang number one sa lahat. Yan ang first step. 